Hi, I'm Fabien from Game Atelier, and welcome to the Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC, and each episode I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their passion for Sega. Welcome to episode 102 of the Sega Lounge. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming this episode. It really means a lot to me. It's really been great fun to do this fifth season of the show. It's really been amazing. You guys have been amazing. People have been listening to the podcast. I know because now I have stats. Before I didn't, but now I do. I know many people have been downloading or streaming these episodes and even past episodes of the show. So thank you so much for your continued interest and support of this show. If you're new to the show, if this is your first time listening, thank you very much. Welcome. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but please also do subscribe to the Sega Lounge on your preferred podcast service. We are hosted by Anchor, but we are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else that you can find good quality podcasts. There are good quality podcasts, and you can also find the Sega Lounge. Before we get into this week's interview, a quick note about the Sonic movie. Yes, I talked about this last week. It really is out, and I watched it. I went to see it on opening night last Thursday, and it was amazing, I have to say. It was really, really great. Uh, I have to be honest, my expectations were not that high. I was expecting good things, good-ish things from this movie uh, because of the redesign that they did, the recent promos and trailers, the humor seemed on point, but it was still a Sonic movie. And we've been waiting for this for like 20 years now, uh, too long actually, and we didn't know what to expect of it, what it would be like. Uh, And judging by the first initial design of the character itself, really bad. Uh, So that meant that my hopes, my expectations weren't that high up. But I have to say I... I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it very much. It was really, really an awesome movie. There were a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of great references for older Sonic fans like myself. So you will really pay attention if you haven't watched it yet. Pay attention to everything because you'll notice subtle hints at things that you love at the games, at Sonic uh, memes even, so that's that's an amazing part of it. The story was okay. It was what we'd expect from this. It's a, a children's uh, movie, right? It's a kid's movie based on a video game. It was really not that accurate when it comes to uh, video game story, but it's okay. It's, it's a buddy movie featuring Sonic and a human against an amazing Dr. Robotnik or Dr. Eggman. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey really stole the show. Really great actor, and he did a, a, an amazing. He played an amazing Robotnik. One of the highlights of the movie for me, for sure. 
So if you haven't yet watched this video game movie record breaker, yes, <laughs> it set a, a record this weekend, video game movie opening weekend record. That's what the Sonic movie did. It beat Detective Pikachu, for example, and we're talking about Pokemon there, uh, one of the biggest franchises in the world. Arguably, Sonic is one of the biggest franchises in the world when it comes to video games too, but I don't think it's that big, especially with kids this day and age. Uh, Pokemon is probably a bigger thing, and so the fact that it beat in its first four days, uh, showing internationally, uh, beat Detective Pikachu, uh, I think it's it, it baffles me. It's amazing, uh, and I really didn't expect it to do that well. But it's great that it did because, you know, everyone should watch it, and everyone should watch it with an amazing audience as well, with an amazing crowd uh, sitting around you, laughing, and you know, everyone enjoying themselves around you. Not like the people that were with me in the theater when I went to see the movie. Yes. So shout out to every single one of you guys that went to that opening night to see Sonic the movie and you didn't, you left the, the theater with a, um, a smile on your faces. I saw you all, but why weren't you more excited during the movie? I was laughing out loud. I, I was really actually kind of embarrassed because I was the only one uh, laughing at the references, at the, the, the small jokes. The only joke that everyone, I think, laughed along with was the, the kid in a bag uh, joke. I will not spoil it. I think it was one of, in one of the promos at some point, but that was the one thing, arguably the funniest non-Sonic joke. Uh, but why weren't you guys laughing more and more excited during the, the, the showing of the movie. I don't know. I don't know. But so if you were planning on watching the Sonic movie in the next few days, try to do it with a better audience than me. I don't think that's hard judging by people's reactions on social media. You're sure to find a lot of Sonic fans to uh, get excited about this with you. So those were my thoughts on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Go watch it now. Not now, though. Not now. Don't pause this. Listen to this episode until the end, because we have a great guest for you this week. This week's guest is the first returning guest of Season 5. Joining us from France, we have Fabian. Actually, Fabien. He is also co-founder and studio director of Game Atelier the people behind one of my favorite games of late 2018, early 2019, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. This was of course a spiritual successor to the Wonder Boy Monster World series. The first time Fabian was on the Sega Lounge was in 2016, and there was still a lot of work to be done on the game. We talked about the origins of Monster Boy, we talked about the cancelled Kickstarter project because they received the support of someone very important and a lot of other great things. So you can check that out by downloading or streaming episode 61 of the Sega Lounge. This time around, the conversation is focused on other things, like the aftermath of the release of Monster Boy and how people have been receiving it and what our game atelier's plans for the future. I hope you enjoy this. 
So here it is, my interview with Fabian from Game Atelier. Hello, Fabian. Everything good with you? Yes, very good. Thank you so much for inviting me again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for coming back on the Sega Lodge. So, so Fabian, it's been uh, almost four years, actually, since you've been on the show. Already? Oh, my uh, God. Already? It's crazy. I, I just checked. 2016 was when you last were on, on the Sega Lounge. And um, so I, we, we, we have a few questions. Obviously, Monster Boy was released. It was a big success, a big hit. I was listening back to the to the original interview uh, we recorded in 2016, uh, and listening back to everything, the concept, the world, the gameplay, seemed to be pretty much finished, or at least well-defined at, at that time. Uh, why did, did it take you like two more years to release the game? Actually, I think the last time we talked, like in 2016, the game wasn't that polished and finished and uh, in the meantime we kind of redid all the graphics for all the sprites of the 85 enemies uh, boss the 15 bosses and also the the player animations we did it almost from scratch we reanimated everything so just doing okay. this was like uh, more than more than 9 months of work just for that uh, after that you have to to know that every single puzzle and room and um, and things that in Monster Boy that makes it kind of well polished in the end uh, took a very long time to to rehab. Uh, that, for instance, the volcano area uh, was completely uh, like redone from scratch from the level design perspective and game design ideas. Uh, this is something that took a long, long time for us to do and also the um, we did add the the haunted house was kind of mm -hmm. not done at the time i was talking to you i think so it's something that also took a crazy amount of time to create i i understand that and i can't believe that yeah so i i was just asking uh, uh, from a fan point of view, right? So we know nothing about what's going on behind the scenes. So, uh, but at some point, you had to decide the game was done. So how do you do that from a, a, a game designer, a game developer point of view? Because I, I would assume there are always things to improve or change if you want. So at what point do you decide we're done, it's ready, let's go? This is very hard to answer this question since it's more like a, uh, question for that involves so many people like our publisher like uh, the people working on the project and make sure that all is compliant on every console since the game was released on switch ps4 uh, and xbox one at the same time it means that all these versions needs to be perfectly done tested and that everything is on track so it took actually many many months it even had some several delays uh, because sometimes we just thought that no it's not ready yet for this or this reason and uh, it finally get out, <laughs> came out at the December 4 uh, 2018 and uh, it was like uh, it was a uh, kind of postponed even for, for for months or something because of the I remember the physical release in North America took a month more for some reason, I don't remember actually, but it's this kind of minor thing can just postpone the game all the time. Uh, and the more the versions, the more the physical downloadable versions, the more problems. So it's like a high amount of uh, 
kind of unexpected thing that can delay the game. But yeah, at some point we just say that it's good, it's ready. Everything is uh, tested by all the platforms and our QA and all, and it was okay. It took a long time to decide that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so last time you were here, you, you talked about how uh, Mr. Nishizawa was involved and got involved with the project uh, in an early stage. So in the end, how much input into the final product did uh, Mr. Nishizawa have? Uh, I think he did uh, many uh, inputs since we sent him uh, several builds. So he can check and see the content and see if everything is compliant with uh, what he had. I also remember like I, we sent him like some art material for the logo, uh, the name of the game too. He just gave us some input on, the, on that. That was super interesting to work with him. Uh, and I had the chance to meet Nishizawa-san uh, last uh, summer, since uh, we all went together at the DEFCOM uh, for having a talk. And that was really fun because we, we never met in person before. And I just realized that we worked like uh, we never met in person. So we worked for a long time together, but never met. It was really crazy to, to meet him in person. Like, uh, I can't believe uh, we, we achieved that game and also had a very good communication with him. And I'm so grateful now that uh, we we have a very great product. Monster Boy is like looking the kind of my childhood dream game like. So it's yeah, it was something very strange. And he involved himself uh, at many points since. Uh, thanks to him, we had the opportunity to have the 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 IP, the Wonder Boy IP. We we don't yeah. have the name. We kept Monster Boy uh, to make something clean like. You don't need to know all the monster Wonder Boy before if you if somehow you discover Monster Boy today it's okay. But we have the opportunity to have a good contact with him and Sega and get the uh, the official Wonder Boy uh, like licensing. So every mm -hmm. if you see some super Easter eggs in Monster Boy like uh, the old characters, uh, Pepe logo, this kind of thing, it's thanks yeah. to Shizawa now. Okay, so I, I was actually going to ask you that. Uh, so a mild spoiler alert for people yeah. who haven't played the game. Uh, and if you haven't, why? You you can actually play small bits of some of the old games in, in Monster Boy. How yes. hard was was it to make that happen? So I'm assuming Nishizawa-san had something to do with that, but Sega as well. I think it was a pretty the, easy to make this part because the... The old moments that you can play in um, in Monster Boy are kind of uh, uh, it's like it was fun to realize that making some pixel uh, art uh, specifically based on the old games and we also have uh, it's a spoiler alert it's very specific but there is this the sprite of Jin in sixteen or eight bit uh, was very fast to make like it was like a, couple of days and we all we had all its animation because it's super simple compared to what we did for the game so we realized <laughs> the amount of work that is amazingly crazy uh, when you do any 2d asset now in for a game like that uh, it's really uh, at this, this old times it was other technical challenges i'm sure but creating the art assets was pretty super fast uh, and for the getting the ip perspective it's like uh, it was 
kind of natural to put this part in the game. And Nishizawa was like, yeah, cool, do that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a very good move, I think, to do. Excellent, excellent. Uh, um, so, by the way, you actually um, used something like that. So, Jin uh, in, in 16-bit form for, uh, or as an April Fool's uh, at one point. Was that, did you know by then that you would use that in the game? Uh, I think it was more like, uh, yeah, it, it was something that we used for the game at the same time uh, for the April's Fool. It's like, uh, oh yeah, let's use that for communicating about the game and have some fun. So yeah, we both, it's it's connected. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. I like that sort of trolling of people. <laughs> uh, actually, we would, we would love, this is our, uh, like, we, we really wanted to make a, a, like a turbo graphics game or a 16-bit era game uh, mm-hmm. for this kind of uh, platformer or shoot them up thing. We would love to do that, but we kept our, <laughs> our on track <laughs> with uh, creating like high-end uh, for uh, recent consoles games in the end. But actually, we love this kind of philosophy too. Awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, so and, and you ended up shifting towards a, a hand-drawn animation style for for the game. Why did you feel that was the the way to go for Monster Boy? I think it was uh, mostly because uh, we've seen our friends um, that we know very well at um, Lizard Cube who did the Wonder Boy remake, fantastic remake. Yeah, uh, it's uh, something very interesting since we are very f- good friends with them. And we kind of started our projects together at the same time. We showed it very early stages, uh, what happens. And because we are very good friends and Omar, who is a head of Lizard Cube was the, uh, was in the same school that, that David, uh, our lead programmer here. So it's like small world. Uh, and what happened <laughs> is that when we started our projects together, we said like, Hey, look what we are doing right now. So I kind of, uh, I remember I gave some, uh, some info about uh, Nishizawa-san and uh, said to Omar, like, go, go ahead to talk to Mr. Nishizawa and it's going to be fine. And at the same time, I looked at what he did and we thought like, okay, if they do that, then we need to have at least the same quality level than what they do. So let's rework. And that's partly why we kind of, uh, when we had the complete content for all the enemies, bosses, and like... Um, player animations made with our own uh, basic uh, animation system. We said like, okay, content complete, good. Let's redo everything from scratch with a proper traditional animation. So it's going to be as cool as the the remake from Dragon's Trap. And that's what happened. And and it definitely looks amazing. Thank you. Good job there. Good job. Thanks so much. Yeah, great game. So uh, you you already talked about this being like a, a childhood dream come true, right? So uh, just a few bits of information for you right now. So I went to Metacritic, which you know means what it means, but at the, at this moment, uh, so Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom has an eighty seven metacritic score on ps4 86 on switch 85 on xbox one and 82 on pc so a pretty well received game i would say uh how does it feel to have produced such a well received title in a series that you already love that you always loved how does it feel 
we we couldn't have done something under the quality we expected as players ourselves. It's something that we actually wanted from the start. It's like a, let's do something that will you can play anytime in ten years, and it shouldn't feel outdated as well as the Dragon's Trap when you play the Master System game now. It's outdated for some reasons because it's like an old system, but the game still feels fresh. And we really wanted to provide this to the player because it couldn't be anything else from Wonder, but it's impossible in our minds. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, you also mentioned uh, meeting uh, Nishizawa-san in person. How was that? <laughs> that was super cool. Like uh, he's a very uh, a kind of very specific character i guess like uh he's a gran turismo fan he's uh i remember like he's very funny character and sometimes he doesn't uh, he seems very serious and at some point he's just joking from out of nowhere and that was a very <laughs> great moment i i spent a couple of days with him and it was like uh yeah, once again, I, I can't believe that <laughs> it happened. But whatever, it's like, this is a, the fun part of this project. It's like, a, uh, we started with just a, like a fan project, uh, with no actual publisher, no really like a group of four persons. And in the end, it's like taking a crazy proportions that we never expected from the start. So really happy it went, it ended well. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. Do you have an idea of what the best selling or what the best platform for Monster Boy was? Where did it sell the most? Oh, that's clearly the switch here because the project okay. is like a very expected uh, kind of product for the switch. And also there are so many people that uh, just got the switch and was uh, eager to play new games and stuff. So it was here that happened. Mm -hmm. I myself played it on the Switch, so yeah. Ten, ten, ten sold on Switch for one on every other platform, something like that. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's a lot. That's a lot more. Oh, excellent. The first time we were on the show, yep, uh, we discussed how this started out as a, a kind of a small project for your you and your team at Game Atelier, right? But then it kind of blew up. Uh, with many collaborations, including Nishizawa-san. So how many people ended up working on this project in the end? Well, it is a very tough question, but the credits are more like 50%, something like that. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but the, but yeah, you're right. So many good and impressive collaboration on this project, starting with Nishizawa-san himself, of course, but also um, FDG Entertainment made it tremendous work with uh, finding the right people for the soundtrack of the game. As you may know that uh, Mr. Yuzo Koshiro is working uh, mm -hmm. as a, a lead uh, sound engineer and also he composed several tracks for the game, but also we get uh, Yamane Michiru and of course she's a Symphony of the Night composer. Mm -hmm. Still, there are also Crazy talents in the soundtrack. I can't, still can't believe it myself when I say that, but Mr. Sakura Bamotoi. <laughs> Sakura Bamotoi, who did the, so many great games like the Tales of series, the Dark Souls. I mean, mm -hmm. once again, uh, Keiki Kobayashi from the Namco Bandai team who worked on the Ace. 
uh, and uh, well, this is uh, like all stars, <laughs> all stars for me to, to to mention those names. So I'm super glad that LVG did this kind of work for finding these people. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and in the end, we started like four people projects uh, in a garage, and <laughs> we finished like uh, with starring <laughs> the greatest people of all times in the video game, like uh, soundtracks, and yeah, it's like crazy achievement yeah. for us. Amazing, amazing, yeah. And so you you just mentioned the music. That was uh, my follow up question. So the musicians, you already and that's great because you already mentioned. Uh, the names that I got here. Uh, so, for example, you also had uh, Sonic fan favorite Tilo, who, who has now exploded into the the Sonic fan scene, uh, composed Sonic Mania and whatnot. Uh, so, how how involved were you guys at Game Atelier with the soundtrack? So, did you just send? Did you give any guidelines? Did you ask for any rewrites from this all-star team? Or did you just say, go crazy, do whatever you want, and it's cool? So it's more like uh, FDG did uh, handing the, the many things to, to work on the, the soundtrack because they wasn't, it's like a co-development and they did kind of manage everything for the, for the music themselves. But at some point they requested us to say like, here, where do where do you guys want to have some more music and uh, where do we need this so we get kind of list of things we would like to put and from our side we just forwarded the okay this place needs music in the game so can you do something and how can we manage that and they also provided us some uh, kind of uh, guidelines like uh, hey uh, try to make um, this part it would be maybe good to have a kind of old Wonder Boy game uh, arranged music and this part would be interesting to have a new music that never been heard before uh, for of course the places like the village was obvious to take the classic village from the Wonder Boy uh, on Mega Drive um, music in the village yeah. because it's like uh, sorry mm -hmm. it was a dragon strap actually sorry it was dragon strap music for the village but some other places were like a uh, was like, okay, let's try to make something new. And uh, we tried, we tried to arrange, to change, to to retake. And even at some point, it was a very good collaboration between FDG and us. Uh, and they did a great work. And you mentioned T. Lopez earlier. T. Lopez was working on the uh, introduction uh, music, uh, the anima animation. And it was like, yeah. he did a kind of uh, Saturday morning cartoon-like uh, music uh, that cannot get out of my mind right now <laughs> something amazing <laughs> but it's yeah it was agreed agreed yeah, yeah. so fun <laughs> so he did the uh, american version for that uh, but we also have mr sakura bamotoi version in if you switch it to japanese but yeah i i love both <laughs> Oh, I I never tried that. Go to the options. I try that. So, yeah, go to the options. You can oh, switch to the English from English to Japanese for the introduction, and you will see that it's going to be different uh, music on this. Okay. Oh, I will try that at, after the interview. Okay, that's great. <laughs> great to know. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and so, uh, still uh, on the the music side of things, there was a, a, a collaboration from the early days of the project. Benjo Guy Ollie joined the project in its early stages. How did that happen? I remember that FDG Entertainment, Thomas, sent me like uh, 
one of the tracks, maybe it was not Wonder Boy, or maybe it was Wonder Boy or Mega Man uh, played by Banjo Guy. And he said, like, hey, look at this guy on YouTube. It's so cool what he does. And we said, like, hey, yeah, actually, he's a very good musician. He's talented and all. And we kind of discussed, like, how can we put this in the game somehow? And we said, like, okay, let's try to put an NPC in the game, like in the village, a guy who would be here and who would not kind of uh, be a classic, uh, yeah, it's a very classic, actually, way to make a go and take, get back my music sheet from me. And uh, we added this uh, guy. And what's cool is that what you can unlock with what you get from Banjo Guy only in the game, it's a very, very uh, awesome bonus. But yeah. you know that maybe, but I, I won't spoil it. No, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is actually very cool because every time you unlock a music from him, from him you can hear his own versions uh, from the old Wonder Boy tracks. And he did a very yeah. amazing job on this. Very cool guy. Mm -hmm. He was here at the launch of uh, Monster Boy last, uh, like, in December 2018, when we launched the game, we had a party in Paris, and he was here. And he's a mm -hmm. super cool guy. Like, uh, so happy he was with us. <laughs> yeah, that that was a a bit of a surprising collaboration, I think. Uh, but I wasn't expecting it. But I I actually went through the the dev blog for um for Monster Boy, and I noticed that it was actually. Something that came up early in the, the developing stages. True, true. Did you uh, know this guy before? Yeah, I, I know him from the, the, the Sega fan community. Excellent. Uh, a, yes, he was one of the, the, one of the better known musicians in the, the Sega fan community scene when it comes to musicians. He's a, a well-known YouTuber, so yeah. Yeah, and he's a crazy uh, collector of any kind of old systems, and he has. I'm jealous of his uh, arcade machines uh, collection and uh, every MSX related stuff. He's, he's crazy, really crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> in in a good way, in a good way. Of course, but we all uh, are course, in a good way, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> some not in a good way. <laughs> let's not talk. Let's not talk about me now. Okay, <laughs> so talking a little bit about the the story and and the characters so last time you were here you you discussed how the story would 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 go and we talked about that so people can just go listen back to that episode of the podcast but um can you tell me how you you came up with uh the concept for Jin for the other characters why exactly did you uh, go with a boy for example why the why the uncle why the brother and all of that all that stories. Uh, I think the story from Jin started very early uh, in the process, and we kind of, uh, as I think it's natural to have a character that evolves over time in the process of making the game. So we started with a classic story, and we tried to update it several times to make the characters believable. At some point, I remember that we changed uh, some many times some. Uh, kind of um, dialogue lines because some characters didn't have the right tone or for instance uh, Nabu the uncle from Jin could feel very aggressive in a bad way and he he was mm -hmm. already having a very bad aura uh, which is normal since he's kind of cursed but uh, it didn't feel right so we kind of we 
take many times all these characters to make it stick together and to make them... I know the story of Monster Boy seems super simple, and it is, actually, but to make it feel natural and feel like uh, you don't forget it uh, when you <laughs> come back to playing the game after a short pause, uh, it's something that needs to be kind of reworked many times to get something right. Uh, and of course, Jin, the main character, it's some, somehow we change his designs like a thousand times <laughs> because, uh, because you can see it all the time uh, on screen. So we had to make sure that everything is on track. It was a long process. We, during five years, we kind of reworked all this. So it all sticks right where it belongs. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, that that goes back a bit to, to one of the questions that I already asked you. But, for example, you're redesigning characters, you're adjusting, like, hair and, and I don't know, uh, nose and whatever. When do you decide that's the final look, the final design for the character? When do you decide we can't change anything else? Because I'm guessing that's, that's a little bit hard to decide as well. I think it's more a question of uh, when does it become a, a lowest priority compared to other uh, tasks to do. It's more like as long as it's not good, we need to rework and we, we take stuff. But when it becomes like less priority than other things that look really more important now, then we can consider that it's done for now. But at some point, it's like the process is to do that over all the projects until kind of finishing the deadline for we cannot postpone this anymore. It's like that. So okay. There are plenty of things we need to we needed to do, but at some point, yes, we had to kind of say, like, stop doing this because if we do that, it's going to break things again. So better focus on other fixing stuff and updates and... That's it. And in the end, it was released with a kind of 100% content that didn't budge after that. Almost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a tough decision, but at some point you have to just stop and yeah. and go go to other things. Exactly. Yeah. And it's an iterative process in the whole uh, natural way to say that, okay, it's still not here. Let's try again. At the, in the end, it's working because we, we kind of, uh, we know, we're learning fast and we're learning like uh, with the philosophy that, okay, uh, if it doesn't work, let's try this direction and change and not try to stick to what we had in mind. It's okay. It's like part of the dynamic process. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Awesome. Okay. So Fabian, uh, let's take a quick break here uh, on this episode. And when we come back, uh, you, I don't know if you remember but we usually have a little surprise for our guests. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we have, we have one of those. Uh, it's a little bit different this time. And we have some more questions, but uh, let's take a quick break. <laughs> Great. Uh, and we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Nerd Bomber here, one of the co-hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our weekly podcast started as a way for three friends to keep in touch and discuss their passion for movies, gaming, technology, and entertainment. 
And since then, we've grown into a fantastic online community. Every Wednesday, we release a new episode discussing the latest nerdy news. And then we go hands-on with our weekly adventures and a fun trivia show. Sound interesting? Check us out on every podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or hit us up at OnlineWarriorsPodcast.com. This episode of the Sega Lounge is sponsored by Red Balloon Parts Shop, the number one supplier of engines and weapons this side of the Fantasy Zone. Feeling heavy? Why not try our best-selling Big Wings for an extra boost? Can't seem to hit that sweet spot that destroys the boss? Check out our 7-way shot option. And don't forget to take one or two heavy bombs with you next time you visit us. Red Balloon Parts Shop. Find us wherever red balloons are floating. Okay, welcome back, Fabian. Hello again. I'm still here. Yeah, you're still here. Yeah, we, we are both still here, still <laughs> here on the Sega Lounge talking about Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. N not sure if I already said this, but Monster Boy is definitely one of my favorite games of uh, late 2018, early 2019. I, I actually just, I think I completed the game in late January last year, so... And I actually 100%ed it, so... Whoa. It gave me a, 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 it cost me a little time and effort because uh, you know, time <laughs> is a, a valuable and rare commodity these days for me. But uh, I was able to do it, and it felt really good. Thank you so much for going to the hundred percent because it's crazy hard and long to do that. But I hope it's worth it. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for for the the amazing game. It was really really fun and really worth it at the end. So before we get into that surprise that I was mentioning, uh, one one question for you. So what, kind of a personal question. What's your favorite transformation or power in the game? If you could choose just one. Mm, I think it would be the, the frog because uh, this is something during the production of Monster Boy that was kind of a little bit not that complicated to make, but the satisfaction of using the frog's tongue and attaching it to to all the things that super fast and races and the, the the designs of the frog itself. I think it's my one of my favorite transformation in the boy for sure. Oh, great, great one! Yeah, awesome. Okay, so yeah, I, I I'm not sure if I could choose one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really like m most of them. I, I really love the pig. Oh yeah, for, of course. For, for just just for being the pig, I, I <laughs> for the the yeah for the, the idle animations, the design, the the sniffing part. That's amazing. Yeah, it's true, <laughs> and also it's like uh, the origins from the, the legacy from monster from all Wonder Boy games. It's like uh, exactly bringing back memories of the church <laughs> keeper. That's true. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so it's time, Fabian, uh, for a little thing we like to call the Sega Lounge Challenge. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> yes, that that is the correct the correct reaction. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for, and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean. Welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
if you remember correctly, it can be anything we want. But last time, you actually had to a answer a quiz or take a quiz about the um, Monster World Wonder Boy series. Yes. This time, I thought to myself, let's test this man in regards to his knowledge of Monster Boy in the Cur Cursed Kingdom. Oh my God! How well, <laughs> how well do you know the game that you made? Actually, I, I'm, I'm surprised, but I can totally forget so many things about this game. But let's go on. Okay, let's have fun. <laughs> yes, and, and you, you, you'll see that you can forget a lot of things, especially with, with some of the questions that I have here. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> so, are you ready? Yes, I to am. <laughs> take this quiz. You are. You are not. You are not. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. But so I, let's I, I pretend. Have... Let's pretend a bit for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have 10 questions here. Some are easier than others. Um, the first question is um, has to do with the opening movie. Okay. Actually, the, the, two, the two first questions. Question number one, Fabian. Yes. During the opening movie, Jin's ship gets attacked by a pirate ship. Yes. He then transforms into what? Um, I think he transforms into the frog at some point and goes into the water. Mm. I, I have I have options if you want. Yep, yep. Yeah. So option A, lion. B, frog. Or C, pig. Okay, I think it's the frog. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Mm. Are you sure? Yes, I think I'm sure because he dives into the water and the logo <laughs> appears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That is correct. Yes. That is correct. Yes, it's the frog. Correct answer. Very good. So you do know the game. A bit. Mm, a this bit. Is interesting. <laughs> let's let's uh, take a look at question number two because it's also about the opening movie. So in the opening movie, what does Jin transform to when he's fighting a skeleton? Oh, it's a dragon uh, because uh, he's kind of burning the skeleton with his fire breath. So, option A, lion, option B, pig, option C, dragon. Yeah, I think it's C, dragon for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that is correct as well. Well done. Very good. I've seen this opening a thousand times, so now it's fine. I can use my knowledge for that. <laughs> You're crushing it. You're crushing it. Okay, awesome, awesome. Okay. So, um, the next few questions are not about the opening movie. So are, these are about people uh, or uh, companies that collaborated with Game Atelier uh, in creating Monster Boy. Okay. It's how, well do, how well do you know them, in truth? So <laughs> question number three is about FTG, FTG Entertainment. In 2017... FDG published a Zelda-inspired action-adventure game on Steam and Switch that mm -hmm. features a female protagonist. What's the title of the game? It's Blossom Tales, and the character is Lily. Okay, so <laughs> I will I will read the options. Anyway. Oh, sorry, there are options. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> no, because because maybe maybe you will want to change your. Answer after you hear. No, I, I won't. I know. Okay, <laughs> but come on. So, go so on with option the options. A, option A, Knights of the Rose, Lily's Quest. Mm -mm. Option B, Castle Pixel, Tales of Adventure. Mm -mm. 
Option C, Blossom Tales, The Sleeping King. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so option C? Yeah, sorry, I forgot there are options all the time. No, no, it's cool, it's cool. You don't need the options. You just you just uh, answer, that's it. Amazing, that is correct, obviously. Yay. Awesome Great little game. Great little game as well. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's super cool. And uh, uh, fun fact, uh, Miguel did the writing of the dialogues and he's the one who did also all the writing of the dialogues for Monster Boy, so oh, we know him very awesome. well. I didn't Hi, know Miguel. that. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So that's question number three. Three for three. Amazing, amazing. You're doing great. Let's take a look at question number four, Fabian, about yep. T Lopes. Yep. Since working on Sonic Mania, T Lopes has collaborated on different Sega projects. Which of the following? Did he not compose music for? So we want the one that he didn't work for. Option A, Choo Choo Rocket Universe. Option B, Team Sonic Racing. Option C, Sonic Mania Adventures. Uh, I, I would say uh, Sonic Mania Adventures sounds like a trap, but let's try that. I'm not sure at all. So... I'm, I'm talking about Sega projects, right? So yeah, 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 true. So and this is one and, and, that he wouldn't collaborate, right? And and the key word here is projects. Uh huh. So, okay. Not sure if I'm helping or not, but yeah. Um, so yeah, because with... Sonic Mania Adventures. I know he did Sonic Mania for sure, but Sonic Mania Adventures. I think it's kind of another project that's not Sonic. The right, the same Sonic Mania. Um, let's try the option C. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, C. but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's try. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Sorry, T, if you hear me, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and you should be. It's the wrong answer. No. Oh, it was Choo yes. Rocket? Yes, no. yes, it was Choo Rocket Universe on Apple okay. Ar Arcade. Yeah, so Sonic Mini Adventures, and that's why I was saying projects, because it's not a game. Uh -huh. Okay, uh, I see. I see. Sonic Mini Adventures was that that short animation, those animated shorts they did for to promote Sonic uh, Mania Plus. Uh, and, I see. Okay, I and see. And he actually Sorry. did some work on that as well. He also worked uh, okay. on Team Sonic Racing, but unfortunately not on Choo Choo Rocket Universe. Yeah, I knew about the Sonic Racing, but I didn't know about Choo Choo Rocket or even what was actually the Sonic Mania adventurous thing. But now you know. Very Thanks. cool, very cool <laughs> animated uh, shorts that you definitely should check out on, on YouTube if you can. Uh, sure. Really, really funny and really short, so... Uh, they won't waste your time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Question number five, Fabian. Are you ready? Uh, no, but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this one is about Yuzo Koshiro. So, which of the following games did Yuzo Koshiro not compose music for? Okay, so okay. again, we want the one that he didn't work in. So, option A, Shenmue. Option B, Etrian Odyssey 5. Option C, Sonic Chaos, also known as Sonic and Tails in Japan. Mm, wow, well, that's really hard. Uh, I would say Sonic Chaos. I don't know why, but let's try. <laughs> that is often the best way to go. 
Just okay. the one that you don't know why, but you feel like, yeah. No, I feel like it. I know that he did some Adrian Odyssey for sure, but uh, I guess he did some Shenmue stuff at some point. Um, <laughs> which Shenmue was it? Like the first one? Or? Yeah, the, the option was Shenmue. So I, I, I think you can read it however you want. So I keep my option C. C, Sonic Chaos. So yeah, let's try saying that. that he did not he did not compose music for Sonic Chaos. Mm, let's try that, yes. Oh Fabian, Fabian, Fabian. I'm wrong again. You are correct, <laughs> actually. That is the ah, correct yeah, option. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid that it's a bad answer here, but no. Yeah, I think he, I would have known. He was yeah, he so did, famous. He did work on, on Shenmue and Etrian Odyssey is one of his most famous series, so he worked on all of it, so he's the, the Lead composer for Adrian Odyssey, all of them, and Sonic Chaos. He did not work for for Sega yeah, because or with I, Sega for this. I was thinking like he did so famous with working on the Bare Knuckle and Shinobi on Mega Drive. He would have been super famous for doing another Mega Drive title at the time, but no, not Sonic. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's. Um, Four for five, not not bad, not bad. So let's go with number six. This one is back to Monster Boy. So the rest of the quiz is all about Monster Boy. Uh, again, we're going with the opening, but not the opening movie, but the opening theme in English. So according to the lyrics of the opening theme, what is Monster Boy fighting for? Do you need fighting options? For no, I, I don't think no? I need options. Really? <laughs> yeah, uh, fighting for the future, made love, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are, are, you, are you sure? I, I, I'm going to read the options uh, all the same. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, so, is he fighting for A, a world that everyone can enjoy? No. That could work too. <laughs> B, a future made of love and joy. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> okay. Or C, and my personal favorite, everyone to be able to drink milk made of soy. Oh, that's a good one, actually. <laughs> I would ask T to change that immediately. <laughs> uh, so your no, okay. answer so it's, is B. <laughs> it's B. A future made of love and joy. Obviously, that is the correct answer. Well done. Well done, Fabian. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Good job. Good job. Okay, so... Next few questions, I'm not sure. I, I think we'll, you'll, you'll crush them as well. Let's see. Number seven. Which of the following two weapons in the game have the lowest attack points? Which of the following two? So we'll have three options of two weapons each. Option A. Yep. The teleport rod and the killer dagger. Option B. The legacy blade and the teleport rod. Or option C, the killer dagger and the night spear. That's answer B. So answer B, the legacy blade and the teleport rod? Yes, absolutely. Are you absolutely sure about this? 100% sure about that. <laughs> okay. And if you are so sure, I have no uh, option but to tell you that you're correct. Thank you. The legacy yeah. blade and the, the teleport rod. One uh, attack point each, right? That's the exactly the that's lowest the lowest point. point. Mm -hmm. Okay, absolutely okay. awesome. 
Op, uh, not option, question number eight. When you enter the village of, I think, area, is it? Loop, uh, you mean uh, Aria? Yes, Aria. Aria, Aria, okay. You meet a yeah. bird. When you enter that village, you meet a bird that tells you about wearing full ice gear. What's yep. the bird's name? <laughs> And now I'm not going to give you any options. Uh, I don't. No, uh, I, 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 I have. It, I have options if you want. It's, it's, I, I know the, the name already, but fine. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, please okay, tell me. Okay, okay it's Pierre. <laughs> My God, really? the man's good. Uh, yes, it is Pierre. Yes, so we had Pierre, Ollie, or Tony. Obviously, Pierre is the correct answer. Amazing, amazing. Yes, yeah. great. Okay, so that's the know. one. And uh, for the short story behind it, it was fun because uh -huh. uh, Pierre was the name given to this kind of bird that has a little. He looks like a bit. Uh, posh somehow uh -huh, uh, yeah. he has manners and it, it's fun because uh, we turned him into a French guy and uh, <laughs> like has a little bit uh, manners in a good way somehow but it was fun <laughs> to have this and I think uh, we did the opposites when you are talking in, to him in French language uh, he's English and he's like very oh. yeah, like a UK British kind of guy Like has manners too, but in English. <laughs> okay, that's a very fun fact there. Excellent. That's amazing. Awesome, awesome. Okay, okay. Question number nine, Fabian. Almost there. Two more questions. Almost. I think Let's go. You're good. this one is pretty easy. If you uh, were able to answer the, the weapons one, this will be easy as well. Which of the following bracelets offers a 25% shine bonus? And the coin doubler bonus. So a 25% shine bonus and the coin doubler bonus. Option A, the Prince bracelet. Option B, the Crimson bracelet. Or option C, the Knight bracelet. A, Prince bracelet. <laughs> Very good, that's it. Option A, Prince bracelet is the correct answer. Very good, well done. And that takes us to the final question okay so this one's this this one's the one this one's the you know if you if you know your monster but you have to know this one okay so on the title screen for monster boy and the cursed kingdom uh fabian in what order do the characters appear on screen or in what order do they appear on screen And there are, there are no options. options. There are no there options, options this time. So it's it's easy. It always shows which character you unlocked. So meaning that if you start the game, it's uh -huh. showing it's showing the human. Then after you're transformed into a pig, only the pig. Then goes with pig, snake, frog, lion, dragon, and human again. Okay. So let's say I have a a percent game. A 100% file. What would I see on the character on the title screen? So you will see. Uh, I think it will start with. Uh, oh, maybe I did it in the order. Yeah, I think maybe I did the opposite. Okay, it will just gonna be this way. It's gonna be like human, dragon, lion, frog, snake, pig, and maybe Pepe. <laughs> I'm not sure about that anymore. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so what's your final answer? I, I actually wrote I actually wrote this down as you were speaking. So you said okay. human, dragon, yes. lion, frog, snake, and pig. Yeah, and that's perhaps Pepalogu. Yeah, right? perhaps so, because I'm not sure. Perhaps I, I or he's uh, yes or no. I think he's here. He's here when you have uh, when you start the game and meet him from the beginning. Oh, damn, I can't remember. Okay, let's say, yeah, let's say that Pepe Logo will not be here at this point, so I'm not sure. <laughs> so, the, the final answer would be a human, dragon, lion, frog, snake, and pig. Okay, let's try that. Yes? Is that it? Yeah? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I will say this is incorrect. Oh. Okay. But, but, since you actually mentioned this the first time, uh, I will give you the right answer, because it, at the end you have, you indeed have Pepelogu as well. So oh, human, okay. dragon, sure. lion, frog, <laughs> snake, pig, and Pepelogu. So, you, you're right. You, okay, you even the... know this. You even know this. <laughs> thanks for the point. I wasn't sure about Pepelogu, actually, because I don't remember if he was still here when you have all the transformations, but seems so, so I'm not that wrong. In the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. I, I, I checked, I checked. So... Uh, I, I I thought to myself, what could be the, the hardest question to ask a Fabian? Uh, apparently, the hardest question was about telopes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was this. I thought it was this. No, it's very good. <laughs> thank you so much for the quiz. It's really fun. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for being a good sport and an amazing job on, on giving all almost all the answers, all the correct answers. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, Fabian, before we, we go, before I let you go, thank you again for, for coming. Um, so, first of all, the, the obvious question, are there any plans for a sequel? <laughs> no, there is no sequel at the moment for, for Monster Boy. Uh, since we are still uh, updating a bit the game for patching, especially on PC, uh, and we started a new project with FDG Entertainment um, okay. that is very early in the process, but we it's obviously not Monster Boy 2, so I can say that. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so is that what you're working on right now, that new project? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Something new, something coming new. Uh, very later. <laughs> I don't know. Very later, exactly. okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like when it's done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how often do you have the freedom to do that? How often do you can you just work on something and... When it's done, it's done. Uh, in my life, it actually happened just one time with Monster Boy. Like, uh, kind of have the, all the free freedom to create a project from start to the end without having any problem doing it uh, with the, no kind of pressure for release it already or stuff like that. No, I never did that except for Monster Boy. Amazing. So that, that's a privilege. Privilege. Yes, actually. Yes, excellent, excellent. So that's good. That's good that you can do that for this one as well. Okay. Yep. Um, so uh, anything that you would like to say to the fans, or actually, to, let's let's divide this into two things. Uh, anything you'd like to say to people who've played the game and loved the game, enjoyed the game, first of all. So thank you so much, guys, for playing to Monster Boy because it's um, something, I think, uh, kind of a uh, for making it 
and for having the chance today to play some kind of old series that actually not so many people except the real true ones uh, like you uh, to play the sequel that is actually was a perfect uh, perfect project for for comeback and we are so happy to see that so many players are playing it today thank you so much i i don't have the words for that just thanks you <laughs> awesome awesome that that's the best word well, those are the best words thank you okay <laughs> uh what about the people who haven't still tried who haven't yet that maybe they've they've uh, seen people rave about monster boy they've seen it on the e-shop on on steam but uh on on the ps4 i don't know but they just don't know if they should play it what would you tell them It's very easy. If you haven't played Monster Boy yet, just have the demo if you can. I know that it's not available on all the platforms, but if you can try it, uh, see how it looks, how it feels. If you don't know anything about Monster, no problem. You don't need to know anything about Monster World or Wonder Boy games. Just have fun with this game. Just try it, and if you like it, just thank you for purchasing the full version and have fun. The most important thing is to have fun, so just just try it and hopefully that's it we'll, exactly. I, I I I don't think it's hopefully they will definitely have fun if they try it, so they will be hooked. I I'm sure. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, awesome. And so one final question. That's uh, something that I like to ask uh, all of my guests. Um, Fabian, do you remember that uh, in the '90s, especially in the U.S. Sega marketed the, the the Sega Genesis as having blast processing, right? So mm -hmm. that that was something that apparently made it uh, better than the SNES and whatnot. So if you could, uh, if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? <laughs> blast processing. Ah, that's good question. What if we could blast process love and the love you put into your projects? Like uh, everyone who does something and put some heart into it, uh, do it with blast processing philosophy when you do something with love. That would be the best thing to blast process. Everything you love, put the blast process on it. <laughs> That's an amazing answer. That's a great, really great answer. Probably one of the most original I ever heard. Yeah, that's that's the most original question yeah. I ever heard. <laughs> okay, that's great to hear as well. <laughs> okay, so awesome, Fabian. Thank you very much for for coming back to the segment. It's all my pleasure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and thank you again for to you and your team for working on this amazing project. Uh, really, really fun game. Uh, and hopefully, people listening to us who haven't tried it yet will will do it and will get. Uh, And you guys will get the love that you deserve for for this amazing project that you made. <laughs> That's, thank you so much for playing it, for inviting me. And I'm really glad that you enjoyed Monster Boy and that you can share the love about it right now on Sega Lounge. Thank you. Again, thank you so much to Fabian for coming back on the show. It's been lots of fun catching up and talking about Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. And he did a great job on the Sega Launch Challenge, right? It was hard. I, I thought it was hard, but he nailed it. Amazing, amazing. 
I hope you guys enjoyed that interview, and I hope you guys also enjoy Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. If you haven't tried it yet, it's available on Steam and all the consoles, so please do check it out. It's almost time to close the doors of the Sega Lounge for the week, but before we do that, let me just mention a new book that is out now by Read Only Memory. It's been funded on Kickstarter, as many of their previous works, like the Mega Drive Collected Words, Dreamcast Collected Works. This one is a little bit different, but very special. It's called Sega Arcade Pop-Up History. It's a great book. Not only does it have a, a brief summary of each of the games that are covered in this book, but it also has pop-up models of the deluxe arcade cabinets, which is amazing. It includes models of Hang-On, Space Harrier, Outrun, Afterburner, Thunderblade, and Power Drift. I've been sharing some pictures of the book. I don't want to spoil everything for everyone, uh, but you can check them out in my Instagram page, at KC Radio Man. I was one of the backers of this project on Kickstarter, and I got the book this week on the mail. And it's a really great one. It's really nice to see the pop-up models of the arcade cabinets. Very, very fun. It's not your average book, not your average Sega book either. It's not that heavy on content, uh, written content at least, but the pop-up models are really great. And it's really nice to just open them up and you know watch them come to life. That's a really, really nice touch. So if you're into Sega arcade games and you'd like to have something different, be sure to check out Sega Arcade Pop-Up History by Read Only Memory. The main man behind Read Only Memory is Darren Wall, a previous guest on our show. So if you want to know more about this book and their other publications, just go to readonlymemory.vg. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sega Lounge. Thank you again so much for joining me for another interview. Don't forget to subscribe to the Sega Lounge on your preferred podcast of choice. Remember, you can always send me an email to kc at radiosega.net or a voice message using anchor.fm slash the Sega Lounge. Please subscribe. Please review this episode or the show itself. It's always greatly appreciated. I'll be back next week with another guest. And we have some special shows planned for the weeks ahead. So please stay tuned to the Sega Lounge. Until then, I've been KC. Thank you so much. See you all next week. Bye-bye. The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of radio shows and podcasts. Theme song by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to kc at radiosega.net or send me a voice message on anchor.fm slash thesegalounge. You can find previous episodes of The Sega Lounge by going to anchor.fm slash thesegalounge and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. <laughs>